Hello, one and all, and welcome to the 155th episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on September 6th, 2021, Labor Day. We're, we're using our day off of doing labor to do a different kind of labor, a labor of love, and bring this podcast to all of you fine folks. Hell yeah. My name is Lucas DeRyder, and I am still recovering from Rick and Morty just coming after me specifically last night. I'm a guy now. That fucking sucks. You're a guy now? I'm what? a type of guy now. Oh, okay. I'm like, man, Rick and Morty reaff- reaffirming Lucas's gender roles. I No. Shit. Just my status. Oh. Just my status is a cliche. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> Got a feeling. Andrew, there's going to be a moment where you're going to be like, wait, is this what they're giving Lucas shit about? Is this what he's upset about? And then like, Eight minutes later, you'll be like, oh, shit, nope, this is it. Lucas is on screen right now. It's fucked up. I have no idea what this means. I don't know if I should look forward to it or if I should be, like, deeply afraid. Well, the problem is is that he might not be the only one that... That's fair. ...was targeted. You know... He probably feels the most specifically targeted because of a follow-up line, yeah. but in general, yeah, I think they, uh, they're they going in on mm-hmm. the type of person that we all are starting a podcast and everything. <laughs> so, yeah, I look forward to it. A uh, good couple of episodes. A Great couple of episodes, even. Oh. Yeah. Also on the podcast today, we have a man who is about to enter into another fantasy football gauntlet, Ryan Holtz. Hell yeah. PPR time, baby. Hey. Drafting 10th because I won that league too. <laughs> gotta, gotta draft late. Famarooney. Mm-hmm. You think you'll end up with the uh, same picks? There's a chance that Aaron Jones falls to me. But in PPR, I take Saquon over Nick Chubb every day. I don't know if this is interesting. This is like the top of the podcast. (laughs) But in in full PPR, Nick Chubb is going to be a little eh. So, yeah, no, I'm hoping, yeah, like Aaron Jones and, I don't know, maybe even Austin Eckler falls. Maybe, uh, you know, I feel like Saquon's likely. And we'll see. We will see. Also on the podcast today, we have a man who will see us through the rest of this Labor Day weekend because he's been having a classical Labor Day weekend, going off the grid a little bit, being with family. Andrew Clark. I I know I'm supposed to yes and here, just like James McAvoy. Which we'll 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 get into later. I'm gonna no but. Oh, um, bold. I didn't I didn't go off the grid. I went to like a family get together. Yeah. I went to the pool. I, I grilled some hot dogs and washed <laughs> some cars. Yeah, like that's a like a typical Labor Day weekend. 
Whose car did you wash? My family's cars. Oh. My car, my mom's car, my dad's car. That was nice of you to help them out. Yeah, just um. visiting visiting the parents. <laughs> okay. I didn't go off the grid. Don't make me sound cooler than I am. Wow. I'm trying to hype you up over here, and you're like, no, I don't deserve it. But you know, you're, you're honest. That's fair. You're honest. You don't deserve it, you piece of shit. <laughs> All right. Honest is not the same as telling the unabated truth that is 100% objective reality. This is a- Honesty, you can only tell your subjective view of something. That's what honesty is. This is a podcast. This isn't. Nobody's going to take us to podcast court for not giving a beat by beat factual representation of what our lives are like. Yeah, podcasts are like Instagram, right? Yeah, kind of. We're everybody who's listening to this. We're taking your data and doing nefarious stuff with it. Yeah. Shoving data into pillowcases and beating up people who refuse to pay us territorial dues so it doesn't show any bruises. That's what we do with your data. Does Anchor take data? I have no idea. I should have looked into that. Because they they pay us per play, so I feel like they do take down some sort of data. Well, they're recording viewership numbers. You were talking about, like, geo... There's geolocation and demographic. Okay, that's true. Yeah, there. it does. Break. So yeah, I think yeah. we are we are taking your data. <laughs> we are Instagram. Holy shit! Hi, I'm Andrew. Afraid. Instagram. <laughs> I'd be more afraid about it if I thought for even a split second that Anchor actually <laughs> listens to these podcasts. Ooh, what if uh, you know those class action lawsuits that are going against Facebook saying that they're a monopoly actually break it apart and the Supreme Court just gives us Instagram. Ew. Or um, one of the other parts of Facebook that no one wants. I mean, Facebook definitely sucks, but how are they a monopoly? What's the argument? A lot of the, like, social media sites that you know of that are, like, separate from Facebook are owned by Facebook. Twitter's like owned I, by Facebook? Twitter's not owned by Facebook. TikTok's owned by Facebook? TikTok's not owned by Facebook. I think this is an open and shut case, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know if it's specifically for monopolizing. Well, I think it's more just like how, how, how much of an impact their data mining has and in, yeah, introducing certain legislation such as fair. you know taxing based on data collection. Like you're not allowed to just collect infinite data. You... You pay a tax based on how much data you want to collect, and you can right. balance that however you want, sort of thing. Um, but so here, a monopoly is not just you. Like a monopoly is not that you own all of the things. It's that you own enough of the things to like limit competition. Right. And so like. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but, like, yeah, Disney's obviously a monopoly. Like, they just, it's so fucking obvious. And they've been so strategic when they acquire new things to, like, legally overstep, like, lawsuits that will come in saying that they're a monopoly because they'll purposefully shed part of that company to say, like, look, we're not taking all of it, just 
part of it. Um, we don't technically like, own fa- the. Go ahead. Fa- Facebook bought Instagram and WhatsApp in like 2012 and 2014 because those things were going to threaten them <laughs> at some mm. point. So they bought them so that they could never be a competitor. And that's that's where these lawsuits are coming from. Okay. I yeah, but that's just capitalism. Yeah, it's what you do, fam. <sighs> you buy out the baby birds, Luke. You're gonna work for a tech company. That that was their whole, that was their whole angle, right? Um, <laughs> they just they just wanted to get bought out, and <laughs> they were like, we don't even want to be a company, man. <laughs> we just want to get purchased by someone. Yeah, you know, I I had that thought on my run this morning where the idea of I'm going to start a business and then that's what I'm going to do with my life. Run a business, become an established member of the community, and yeah, enjoy that because I'm passionate about it. That's kind of a dying model. That's not why people are going to business school anymore. Uh, What feels like increasingly it's I'm going to start a company. It's going to get big enough that I can sell it off to a multi-billion dollar conglomerate and then fuck off with that moderate amount of money. That was never the actual business model. It was, I mean, sure, are there a couple of businesses that were started because someone was passionate about an idea? Sure. But, like, that's just the marketing that you get. That's the, I started insert shitty product that no one cares about because i believe everyone should have insert service that this product provides and and we care about insert kinds of customers that will buy that product that's just that's just how it works i mean it was a model two different types i would argue that like someone trying to fill a niche in their community and become like a pillar of support for like their group of people that they interact with on a daily basis wouldn't go to business school yeah, <laughs> because business school is where you go to learn how to, yeah, like manipulate currency and like bend society to your will. So you can like enrich yourself, I, a, like starting your own small business in a like niche in your local community doesn't require complex macroeconomic theory. Like that's just, Nah, I, I know a lot of people, and they need this. You know, thing. They say I make really good baked goods, mm-hmm. and you know, like I'll just download uh, fucking QuickBooks, and yeah, <laughs> like you know, Jim said that like he's struggling to rent out that space on the downtown strip, so he probably give it to me for a discount, and I can just you know, give it a shot, <laughs> or like you know, I'm, you know. Uh, I'm a the son of a small bank and loan provider in my town, and all of these people need this land that's being bought out on the cheap by this giant bank owner, and I sent my best friend to the bank to cash, and he lost the money, and fuck, I want to kill myself, and this angel told me not to, and... Damn, everyone gave me all their money now to get me out of this bind. I, I don't think I get the reference. Oh, no. Lucas. Every time a bell, and every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings all of a sudden? That's what that movie's about. Yes. It was a metaphor. Wait, you never? 
Have you ever seen the movie? I, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen It's a Wonderful Life. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Okay. I just a genuinely solid movie. Yeah, like, I think it's overrated yeah. because, like, <laughs> rose-tinted glasses, people are like, whoa, that was really good, and it was probably great for its time, but, like, yeah, definitely, like, a worth-watching movie. <laughs> I, okay, I'm sorry. Wild, well, well. Once it's in season, Have I'll you ever once said that Die Hard is the best Christmas movie ever made? Lucas? I mean, like, as said that? an adult? Have you ever said it, period? I'm sure I quoted the community, Abed on Community saying it is when I was you in high school. You shut your fucking mouth, you dirty liar. Wow. You say that shit all the time. If you're one of the people who thinks Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie ever made and you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, we got beef. I don't even necessarily disagree, but like, you haven't seen like the fundamental, like basic Christmas movie. Anyone that's not like a shit poster pretty much says that it's a wonderful life is the best christmas movie ever made and everyone that is a shit poster says it's die hard not because they actually think so but because they think it's funny to say what am i if i say uh harold and kumar 3 is the best christmas movie ever made i don't think you're allowed to say anything if you haven't seen oh like God. the like the inspiration of all christmas movies ever yeah, I don't know. It's like a, when a movie invents a genre, you can't then proclaim something else is the best movie in the genre without having seen the thing that started it all. But Okay, yeah. came out 1946. Can't wait for some casual racism in there. Um, I think there's just no minorities whatsoever. Isn't the bar owner... So that's casual? Isn't the bar owner like a Mexican? And it's like... Okay. There's very little minority representation, huh. and I think that's how it holds up decently, is that they just kind of don't talk about it. Two hours and ten minutes. That's a no, it's pretty a, long runtime from a movie from that era, right? Yeah, it's a chonky. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's a right. full-length, complete narrative. <laughs> <laughs> that is more than just... I do say... Jim Stewart... There was something going on! <laughs> and you were there! And you were there! You're doing Wizard of Oz now? It's James yeah, no, Stewart. Apparently, <laughs> James Stewart in Wizard of Oz. That's the conclusion of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, God damn it. Uh, surprisingly little of that movie is him living out the life, or like seeing life if he was never born. I thought, like, before I'd seen the movie, I thought that was the entirety of the movie. No. It's, like, the last act only. Yeah, it's maybe half an act is the the actual, yeah, comparison of what everything's like without him. All right. Damn. All right. Getting, getting some movie recommendations early on in episode 155. But now we're moving on to News of the Week. Nintendo accidentally leaks the character roster for the upcoming Smash clone Nintendo All uh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Oopsie! Damn! Fucking shitting all over them. Who's making this game? What like game studio? Um, Nickelodeon. They 
Do they have a game studio? Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Um, come on, Wikipedia, hook me up. Hook me up, fam. Game Mill Entertainment is the publisher. Uh, Ludosity, Fair Play Labs, neither of which have, uh, neither of which have Wikipedia pages. Looks like Ludosity is a mobile dev. Ooh, so that's good. <laughs> and Fair Play Labs, full list of Xbox games developed by Fair Play Labs. GI Joe, Operation Blackout, and now Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Damn, what a resume. So they're used to working with licensed Operation properties. Blackout. G.I. Joe Operation Blackout, not not considered a great game. <laughs> so that's not ideal. Mm. Um, Indeed database. Wait, no, 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 no. No, I don't believe it. What? I don't believe it. That's not true. What isn't true? Um, I need to <laughs> confirm... Oh my god, dude. Have y'all ever heard of a certain indie title named Super Seducer? I have. Yes. That all the people made YouTube videos about because uh-huh. it's super cringy pickup artist mm-hmm. making a game about picking up women. And it's like live action and shit. Yeah, live action video. That That's Fair Play Labs. Oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> These people Fair play made laughs. the Nickelodeon <laughs> fighting game? <laughs> They're making a Nick fucking fighting game. So the people whose previous video game experience was filming a dude who was just discount Russell Brand, like, no. giving shitty pickup lines and then adding, like, a next button, they made the Nickelodeon fighting game. I do, I, it, yeah. shit. And, a, and a mobile dev. <laughs> Don't cut out the mobile dev. Oh, boy. Um, so, like, okay. So, a publisher in video games can mean a lot of different things. Growingly, it's just the people who finance a project. But, holy shit, they couldn't have found anyone else for this. I just, uh, What? Yeah, I want that game now, though. I want that game <laughs> where it's like you trying to date Nickelodeon characters. <laughs> Who would be your waifu? Um, I don't. Ah, man, who are who are Nickelodeon characters? Okay, well, so I know from this original news story, April O'Neil, she's in there. She she's a Nickelodeon character now, apparently. Yeah. I like how they have Michelangelo and April O'Neil. Those are the two characters from... the biggest people. Yeah. One of the four turtles and April O'Neil. I think they have Leonardo. Yeah, they have Leonardo. Oh, do they? I just saw Michelangelo. Which, Okay, so two of the four turtles. Okay, two of the best Ninja Turtles. Hold on. We're not doing this. We're not oh, going to I've... debate which Ninja Turtle is the best. Yeah, because you know you would be wrong going to bat for Raphael and Donatello. You're going to go to bat for the guy I don't who remember does which machines. Ones I think Leonardo has the swords, right? Leonardo has the swords. His yes. color is blue. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember which. 
which ones the other ones are. Okay. So I guess that means Leonardo's the best. If I don't remember the other ones. No. Damn right. Um, Nigel Thornberry. That makes sense. Get sure. the meme material. Meme material. They have both Ren and Stimpy. Okay, well, who else are they getting from Ren and Stimpy? No, I just... Seems like two characters per property I, so far. They're getting so. powdered toast, man. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't either. I've never seen Ren and, and Stimpy. Stimpy. I could. I don't... The guy who originally made that show is a maniac. I don't know why they're continuing to surface this. Is Ren and Stimpy at all related to... Uh, fuck, what's that other... Wild-ass Nickelodeon show. A Cow and Chicken. That's Cartoon Network and no. Okay, I fucking hated Cow and Chicken. Yeah, I hated most of the Cartoon Network shit. Ed, Ed, and Eddie made me want to literally die. It was awful. (laughs) Really? Ed, and Eddie fucking blew. I literally could not stand Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Okay. That was like your favorite thing? Someone hates suburban hijinks. Oh, all right. Suburban hijinks. I hated the... What about... First of all, the animation style was nightmare fuel. What about... Second of all, like, they're all dumb. The... the <laughs> Even the smart one, even Double what? D or whatever, is dumb. What about like... the bit where Double D is just casually great at the slide guitar? Like, what do you have against that? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That is my problem with the show, is that Double D was great with the slide guitar. Wow. I do hate that individual instance. <laughs> Their faces got big, they'd scream, they would shout nonsense and run into shit. It just was not funny ever at any point. I think the okay. one episode that really sticks with me from Ed, Ed, and Eddie is the Jawbreaker episode. That's every episode. Yeah, every episode's the Jawbreaker episode. There was one where they, like, they're getting, like, the biggest Jawbreakers. They have to, like, steal the biggest Jawbreakers. And, boy, it's fucking bad, man. I don't know. I'm going to remember this. I'm tying a little knot in my memory that's never going to be undone. And when I find out what one of your guys' favorite cartoons as a kid was, I'm just gonna shit all over that. We're not shitting. We're not shitting over them because they were your favorite shows. Yeah, no, I didn't know you liked Ed Ed and I, I said my thing. You didn't say your thing, and then I went, "That show sucks." Ed Ed and is fine. That's why you're defending. Yeah, you just went to that hardcore forum because it's okay. Fantastic opening theme song, iconic. I like the meme where it's um, uh, d- d- Ed singing. Um, oh, what's the song by the Outfielders? Uh, Josie. Oh, your love. When it's Ed singing the song "Your Love" by the Outfielders, I dig that. Isn't one of them definitely developmentally disabled, and they make a lot of jokes at his expense because of that? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> listen, not everything from the, the early aughts, late 90s is aged well. I'm not going like to defend the that. the core joke, you could argue. Oh, yeah, there's like... never been a joke in a kid's TV show where a character is just dumb. That's not Patrick Starr's whole character. 
By the way, did you come up with SpongeBob as your favorite cartoon by yourself? I don't think anybody's ever picked that one before. Good man, for you, Lucas man. Lucas likes Ed and Eddie a lot. <laughs> I can tell. I just didn't plan on being so attacked this weekend, you know? First Rick and Morty, <laughs> now you guys. I'm sorry, I'm circling the wagons a little bit. I yeah. I recognize a what I'm doing is an issue. Was, a thing that you thought was okay was not liked by two other people, therefore... It is a personal affront. Time to go on the offensive and start checks notes attacking the most beloved children's show of all time. Okay. Sure. Sure, that's the most beloved children's show of all I think, time. Okay, I think is, there's an I argument hear to what be you made there. Like, SpongeBob. I want to hear what you think is the number one children's show of all time. Fucking Paw Patrol. I've never okay. seen. If you're going to argue most early, beloved children's show. We're not talking about early childhood. Because, yeah, then sure, Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street. Like, Actually, I will about go to back to Sesame Street, yeah. D- exactly, but they're in a different tier. Wow. That's for fucking early childhood. Yeah. Kids who haven't hit PBS shit doesn't yet. really count. Yeah. No, we're talking, we're talking kids. We're, like, people that aren't teenagers, but that aren't, like, fucking little larva. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the non-racist Looney Tunes episodes are pretty good. <laughs> Again, I wouldn't even say Looney Tunes are meant for children or kids. Like, that's the just a cartoon. The most beloved children's show of all time. The non-racist Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the I line? don't know, man. Strong argument for... Mm. I, I don't think I disagree with someone who said it's not Spongebob, but like... You gotta admit it's there. It's it's there, man. You literally just said how it like popular it is and how everyone loves it like, seconds ago. And now you're gonna say, nah, that's not number one. Oh yeah, it's up there. You gotta pick a lane. It's a it's a popular pick. I'll give you that one. Beloved. That's what beloved is. It's measuring popularity. Yeah. Like. yeah. Oh well. It's up there. Um I don't have a ton to say on this one, just like a shout out is the thing that's happening. Uh, Paradox Interactive, the Swedish uh, makers of the game Crusader Kings 3, uh, was accused of offensive treatment being a systemic and far too common problem by a union organization. I hate that my gut reaction, my first reaction to this was, oh cool, not just a problem in America. It's everywhere, we're just fucked everywhere. Isn't there there like a Nazi development company in... Turkey? Who made the who made the Skyrim like medieval game? Oh, um I know the King, one you're talking about where it's like Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah. Like wasn't that wasn't that company a Nazi company? <laughs> or some wild shit? I mean uh, that very Eastern European dude clearly obsessed with <laughs> like very like detailed traditional historical shit. The kind of guy that would, at a party, out of nowhere, say, man, Western culture really is under attack, don't you think? <laughs> uh, so that is Warhorse Studios that we're calling out. Uh, and that's actually a Czech game development company based in Prague. Hungary, Czech. You said Turkey. Turkey. See, I don't even remember the company I'm calling out. Uh, but then, yes, this, these are the developers who are like, yeah, we're not going to have any black people in it because we don't think that's historically accurate. We haven't done any research, but we feel that way. Also, our game has magic potions that heals you when you drink them. 
wasn't there other shit too maybe maybe that was it and yeah like i just called them a nazi company but mm-hmm. i mean i thought that i thought that like oh and then the founder was outed as literally having a blog where he talked about white supremacy or some shit i don't know i feel maybe mm, not maybe there was familiar. no part two and i'm just blending a lot of problematic game developers <sighs> i tried playing crusader kings 2 mm-hmm that game is literally impenetrable. Like, Real? Okay. <laughs> I do not know how you like get into the first layer of that game. Because people talk about like how fun it is. And it sounds fun when they're talking about what they're doing. They're like, oh yeah, you know, like you marry off your cousin to this faraway kingdom. And then you like steal their land because he's your vassal. And then you plot to murder his heir so that you can replace him with your own heir. And like... Just do wild shit. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. But then, like, you open it up and they're like, this is your influence menu. On your influence menu, you can see the various favorability of your rating between your various vassals and heads of state. Uh, don't spread your influence too thin or it will be an insta loss for you. Like, here are your ongoing plots. This is, <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is... How the fuck do you see the forest through these trees, man? There's a lot of individual trees to keep track of. So, I don't know how people got into it. I, like, looked up a tutorial, and they were like, "For this is tutorial for brand new beginners. So don't come at me if, like, you're saying this is for, like, dumb shit. The video was an hour and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, the basics. And I was like, I, I'm not doing it. Like, no, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, even if it is worth it. That's that that sounds like it really was made by a fucking Nazi. <laughs> no, different, different, different company. Different, wait. No, the, well, 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 this we is the company we're talking about now. We had an oh. offensive treatment. Uh, Paradox Interactive, not Warhorse Studios. Uh, Warhorse Studios, though, is, they haven't done anything about the rampant um, Nazism, racism in any of their forums uh, to this day, from my understanding, so... Yeah, probably the Czech, probably in that political pool. Yeah, Czech Republic not quite as on the up and up as Sweden. I'm willing to mm-hmm. throw that one out there. Hot take alert. Uh, speaking of hot takes, look like we might have one in the film section. Finally, do you see this shit about James McAvoy? No. So there's a movie coming out called My Son. About a man whose son is kidnapped. Uh huh. And James McAvoy is the man whose son is kidnapped. He didn't get a script. Everyone else got one. And his script said, insert your own lines here. <laughs> because the director said he wanted to, like, convey a performance of, like, a man lost, not really knowing what to do. And so he told James McAvoy, like, if you want to do this movie, you don't have pre-written lines. You have to improv that shit. It's just not how it works. No. Like, I don't buy it, you know? Yeah, like, like I don't... You you can't have multiple lines for a different character. Yeah, because then... Because he could say something completely... And then the other yeah. person just responds line. with their original line. I don't, yeah. I don't know the details of this shit. But it was very funny. It, it like for a day that was the the meme that I saw everywhere on Twitter, you know, like guy 
James McAvoy, your son has been kidnapped. James McAvoy, yes. Guy. And? (laughs) (laughs) I... uh, mm, mm, I don't want to start any beef with anyone. I I did enough of that on this podcast already. Does James McAvoy have the chops to improv his way through an entire movie as the lead? I mean, it sounds like a thing that not really anyone could do, but... James McAvoy is an experienced actor with, like... He's a thespian. Yeah, like, he's... he's Classically trained. I don't know if he's, like, comparatively ill-prepared, you know? I mean, like, it... I don't... You hear stories about how in comedies it's, like... Yeah, Will Ferrell and... uh, God, I'm terrible today uh what's his name just kind of ham it up for 20 minutes and then we get like enough to use a take on this one john c Riley. there we go but like <laughs> that's a comedy and that kind of works but for a drama i this is weird you're right ryan i'm also suspect of this he was trained at the royal conservatoire of scotland ah rcs which i think i heard auntie donna talk about when they're one of their podcasts that I'm re-listening to. Mm. I'm talking about RCS and how it's like the shit. So, yeah, I'm sure that's like our Juilliard or whatever. Oh. It's like the top tier one. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot about this. This is how we should have introduced this. James McAvoy, star of the video game 12 Minutes. James McAvoy's in 12 Minutes? Is. Yeah. Oh. What's 12 Minutes? Uh, 12 Minutes is a game that came out uh, from the developer Annapurnum, pretty famous for doing more Outer Tau stuff and getting famous celebrities like James McAvoy, has been routinely criticized and just torn apart as being awful. You mean like it's just not a good game, or the people that made it are bad? It is a bad video game. Oh, it okay. is. It, it, it it's a time loop game and then the central twist is that this guy james mcavoy is actually married to his sister and that he just forgot that he was married to his sister and that's what he uncovers over the course of the game so it's like mr robot meets uh fucking memento i don't know <laughs> is there a character married to their sister in either of those things um, not married, but I mean, I don't know if you guys are ever going to watch it. It is fucking unbelievable television, but there's like an arc where Rami Malek's character is like, got the hots for this cool programming girl and then she turns out to be his sister. Wow. <laughs> and she's like, holy fuck, dude, you forgot again? Like, and that introduces you to the concept of the main character being an unreliable narrator. So... Now imagine that, but played entirely seriously. They played it entirely seriously, Mr. Robot. Oh, okay. It was literally like, no, this is... He, you can no longer trust the main character. He, he literally has, like, narration in the show, Mr. Robot. Yeah. Like, so when he's telling us stuff, we, we might not be getting what's actually going on, basically. He, the main character forgot who his sister was and tried to like hook up with her so yeah 
That sounds very interesting, but definitely doesn't seem like it's going to be the weirdest thing we talk about on the podcast today, considering what we have next. <laughs> this could also go in the meme corner, but because it, it got hella memed uh, throughout the week. But yeah, let me, let me spin, you, spin you a tale. Um, me and Angel heading down to K-Town. Mm-hmm. We were going to you know check out the, a Korean like mall which was kind of interesting you know it had a international food court you know grabbing some grabbing some food i got some bulgogi she got some various you know like side dishes that she could all blend together for a meal look up at the tv and i'm like oh espn is showing high school football that's interesting like they don't do that all that often oh it's img academy wow okay yeah of course it's like arguably the biggest high school football team on the planet, you know, they consistent. They're they're literally just a an athlete farm. All they do is bring in the top name recruits and then send them off to top ranked colleges. Who the fuck are they playing? Like, and and you see the score was like forty two to zero in the third quarter, and Angel's just like, well, who are they playing? And I'm like, apparently just some random no name school who's getting their absolute like shit kicked in. Uh, turns out that absolute no-name school was Bishop Sycamore, uh, and the initials BS are very <laughs> relevant here because they're just not a real school. Like ESPN televised a football game between the most prestigious high school football team, potentially of all time, and a school made up of like ex-JUCO players who are mostly over the age of 18 (laughs) and that fake team just got absolutely fucking walloped like just got beat the hell up on by you know the best high school athletes on the planet basically (laughs) and uh yeah i don't know it was just wild and then so the story came out people were like wait in in the booth the announcers kind of started talking about like you know what? I'll be honest. We don't know much about Bishop Sycamore. Like, you know, their roster that they provided us with, we haven't really been able to verify a lot of their claims that they have multiple D1, like, recruits on their team. And, like, it just seems like they're not here in the same league as IMG. And at a certain point, it's going to be an issue of player safety. Like, the announcers were not happy. (laughs) During the game. Shit. And so after the game, Awful Announcing did an, a, like, an actual investigative piece into Bishop Sycamore. And the shit was wild, man. Basically, it's just a scam charter school that doesn't exist at all. They don't offer classes. Their website is mostly not constructed. Like, it's just there's a little blurb about their football team. They tried to do a GoFundMe so that they could fund their their like football program. They asked for twenty k. They got like two hundred bucks, and then it closed. Um, yeah, multiple players on the roster were on JUCO rosters in the last junior college rosters mm-hmm. for people who don't know in the last couple of years. So they're clearly at least nineteen or twenty years old. Yeah, uh, none of them were like elite level athletes. So did they? So did they join this scam school who said we're gonna get you matched up with like against high school 
players and then maybe you can pretend you're someone else and restart your think, like career path i don't think anyone thought that far <laughs> there were definitely some people like there's some sad stories in like awful announcing of just child abuse going on like how they would recruit players that were like borderline like trying to make a name for themselves like they weren't there yet they definitely weren't like high name recruits so they were kind of vulnerable to like the we're going to take your game to the next level we're a boarding school in ohio come out here we're going to get you into like some big name colleges just look at our and then they'd have like a fancy pamphlet and it was all just lies and then the kids would end up living in like hotel rooms like and just crammed together not getting any education like no classes whatsoever and uh yeah then they'd pad out the team and the roster with completely ineligible high school players the one claim that they could verify is that they do have the toughest schedule in high school football this season because they've booked like eight big name Mm -hmm. you know like college football like just high school prep yeah. Where all they do basically is just get athletes ready to go play college sports. Like they are playing a lot of those teams. So when you're a so, like yeah. a private like boarding school, kind of like I don't know if IMG is a boarding school, but I know it's like a IMG is. Okay. Too. So like when you're a school like that, you don't have like a conference where you play local teams. You just travel on what are basically like fight night tickets, like. Uh, you're basically like a college team yeah. in high school. But so like someone you're, you're traveling someone's organizing your game like it's a goddamn boxing match and you're yeah. and okay and then so that's how it, this game got televised cuz someone scheduled yep. it like a concert yep. of Bishop yep. Sycamore versus IMG place your yep. bets here and then yep. Jesus fucking Christ and then IMG was just so clearly in a different league like it would be like taking, yeah, a random high school and putting them up against basically a college football team. You know, like next year, most of IMG's starters are going to be playing for major D1 programs. Like, yeah. you know, every single one of them is going to be playing college football at some level. Like, it, it, they're unbelievably dominant. And most of them are going to be playing for big name programs. So, yeah, it's it's not even fair. ESPN packed passed the buck on to a marketing mm-hmm. firm mm-hmm. who picks the games and then the marketing firm pass the buck onto like a packaging group that puts together these games like you said kind of like a a, a pay-per-view ticket like uh and that pay-per-view ticket was the one that was like trying to defend it and be like no bishop sycamore was the one to answer the call like all these other programs were offered the opportunity to play IMG and they all said no. And Bishop Sycamore, you know, you got to say something for their heart and grit and determination <laughs> and just didn't apparently do any research into the fact that they're just a fake school. And you could easily see that by just going to the school's address, which was just a house <laughs> somewhere or going to their website, which was mostly like not even a thing or trying to look into a single player on their roster and being like, oh, their huddle says that they're class of 2017. <laughs> How are they playing high school football in the year 2021? <laughs> like, yeah, that type of shit. I, this would be hilarious if this were a stunt, but 
This is if these weren't kids, it'd be funnier. But yeah, at least like you know. Oh, oh! I almost forgot about one of the more intriguing details. Bishop Sycamore played a game on Friday night, and the weird thing about this game was that it was a Sunday afternoon. Fuck. Bishop Bishop Sycamore had a roster of 35 players, which is pretty thin for a football team already. They had multiple people playing on offense and defense. Played a game Friday night and then turned around less than 48 hours later and played one of the most dominant high school programs in the country. So yeah, the player safety issue was the Bishop Sycamore players, even though they might have had an age like advantage uh the quarterback did get injured at one point the starting quarterback who was confirmed to be one of the players that did play less than 48 hours earlier which just as a football player like that's fucking insane Mm -hmm. like we literally we couldn't do contact practice until tuesday when we played friday night like you you just need a break like on monday we would do walkthroughs and stuff because you, your body just needs to fucking recover, man. So to be playing another game in less than 48 hours is just fucked. I never thought we would get an anime tube style scam in the high school football bubble. But here we are. Any, anything can be scammed. That's, that's, that's the thing that we need to take away from this and every other weird Patreon scam shit is that literally every single thing can be a lie (laughs) it's fucked totally fucked yeah this paragraph i spoke with paragon that's the marketing firm that uh like books the packages that are already put together by a different firm and then sells those to espn um I spoke with Paramount President Rashid Ghazi last night. Ghazi said that they would have canceled the game had they known that the same kids played earlier in the weekend. And they had held out hope that Bishop Sycamore perhaps fielded two teams with a split squad approach. Doesn't that feel like you could clarify right? that with Ask a, someone. a phone call? <laughs> like, did you field two teams? I see there's only 35 players on your roster. Uh, we don't know that you can field two teams if you've only got 35. We had hoped this thing that was easily resolvable with a phone call proved to be true. I, we didn't investigate, but yeah, we hoped. It's kind of like that yeah. Rolling Stone story about ivermectin overdoses and gunshot victims that was completely fucking made up and they could have verified it extremely easily and didn't. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Bishop Sycamore has the fourth toughest schedule, according to Max Preps, in the entire country. I don't... They have multiple games scheduled against various national powerhouse programs, which I'm assuming at this point have pulled out. This was about a week ago. Yeah. But... <laughs> Who, who's the governing body for this stuff? Who's like, you're not real, you're violating... kind of isn't one. They participate in a Texas Christian... Uh, school conference even though they're in Ohio which isn't that weird apparently there's like a couple schools from like Kentucky and Tennessee that are in the Texas league but yeah like private schools get fucking weird you know yeah. like they can they can kind of do what they want they, there is no overarching body usually it's a state athletic board like in Wisconsin it's the WIAA that kind of like 
regulates it. Mm-hmm. But because you're getting into like this top flight, where the, yeah, they're not really the same. You know, they don't go on to win state titles and stuff. They're really just the biggest schools with the best players who recruit nationally. Like they go to people's homes in Washington State and recruit for them to come play in Florida. Like I, you know, th- there has to be somebody different. who can say that. So this isn't a real school. These kids aren't getting an edge. Not even these adults. These adult men yeah. <laughs> enrolled in your high school aren't getting an education. This is fake. There are some real kids. That's oh, okay. the yeah. actual. Well, your sixteen-year-old yeah. son is sharing a hotel room with ten twenty-five-year-old exactly. men. There, there are definitely some real kids that get caught up in the whole scam right. of Bishop Sycamore, which yeah does make it a lot more tragic than like just a bunch of weird. Yeah, like post college age kids deciding to <laughs> scam ESPN, <laughs> which is definitely a lot more fun. Oh, uh, the coach had an arrest warrant out. Damn. And then unrelated coach the game. Uh, no, not unrelated. <laughs> Related to various frauds that he had pulled out. Bishop Sycamore used to have a different name. Uh,. <laughs> And then they changed their name because they were getting sued for fraud and shit. It's not out that word. Not... Change it to Bishop Sycamore, which once again has a BS abbreviation. That's where I thought this was going when you opened with yeah. that. Like, oh, this is a wacky gag that people could have figured out if they were just paying attention. No, this is... They could have figured out if they okay, were yes. paying attention. That is, yeah, the tragedy is seems very easy to avoid this situation, but people generally don't. What can you do? I. This is so wild. There isn't a pivot off of it. Um, so I'm just going to say that's mind-boggling, all of that. And I hope we keep this energy going as we take a quick break and head into the breakouts. Andrew, you have seen The Green Knight. I have. How was it? It was okay. It was okay. (laughs) I think it did perfectly what it accomplished to do. It just wasn't all that interesting. I mean, Uh, I saw it less than 24 hours after seeing The Suicide Squad, which... We'll get there. We'll we'll get there. But like one of the things that happened in that movie was when like a different, not not even an act. I don't like almost like a chapter break. Something mm-hmm. visually would appear on screen that would then say like what, what the next thing was. Um, you know, like the escape of Harley Quinn, or you know, whatever the fuck it said. The Green Knight did the exact same thing. Huh. But it was just, there was no transitions between scenes. It was, this thing happened with Sir Gawain, or Gawain, or Garwin, depending on who in the story is saying his name, and they never acknowledge it, that everyone says his name differently. Um, Dev Patel does his shit, and then the screen cuts to black, and then it says... The the Lord and the Lady in the Manor, 
And then this other, you know, little confusing and wacky storyline plays out, and it cuts to black, and then it says, the green chapel on the hill, and then that section plays out, and so it was kind of jarring, and it was a visually captivating movie, but not nearly as stylized as I thought it would be. I, I mm-hmm. thought it was going to look a lot cooler than it did. It looked good. Like, they, they did a good job of, you know, making everything look pretty. But it didn't look nearly as cool and weird as I thought it would. It wasn't the world's scariest lighthouse. No, it was it was okay. definitely not. Um, A24 failed me. I, I was going to say, it's so surprising to me that you have such a muted reaction to this movie where... And maybe this is just the internet stoking sides, but everyone seems to either love or hate this movie. Yeah, which dead center. is something that like uh, I found kind of striking because it's it's an interesting concept with a really good performance and cast, and it's it's unique, like because it is really trying to bring this sort of disjointed Arthurian legend to a mm-hmm. to the screen, and I think it does exactly that. But it's not something that really plays out very well on screen because it's not a narrative. Yeah. There's very little of a narrative going on. What uh, what is that premise? What what's going on in this film? So Dev Patel plays uh, Gawain, who is one of the knights of uh, King Arthur's Round Table, and he's also his nephew. Um, he's actually not a knight yet in the story, and he's trying to like basically finish this quest so that he can become a knight but he's hanging out with king arthur and this big giant ass tree man knight person comes in and he says merry christmas motherfuckers i'm the green knight um i mean he does you know it's not played out like that but he says look at this giant ass axe i got if you land a blow against me in a sword fight you can get my axe but then in a year, you have to find me and let me land the same blow against you. And Dev Patel says, I'll do it. And he gets up and he cuts his fucking head off. And then the Green Knight picks his head up, says, I'll see you in a year. Peace out. Bring me my axe. Rides away on his horse holding his head. Uh, and then Dev Patel, a year later, is like, shit, guess I gotta go do the honorable thing and get my head chopped off. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, here yeah. we go. Yeah, and then he does some shit, he gets robbed, he finds some giants, nothing, none of those things matter, um, finds a ghost who asks him to get her head out of a river, does it, doesn't matter, um, the, finds a fox that talks to him, doesn't matter, um, finds Joel Edgerton, in a castle who becomes his best friend and is like, man, I'm going to go out and do a bunch of good things for you. I'm going to hunt you some deer. I'm going to get you a pelt. Don't fuck my wife. <laughs> Don't fuck my wife. And then see where this is going. And then uh, the, his wife's like, you want to fuck me? He's like, no, that would be really bad. And then he notices that she has this magic belt that it will, if he wears the belt, he won't get hurt. And then she's like, if you fuck me, I'll give you the belt. It's like, man, I really want that magic belt so I don't get my head cut off. And then he comes on the belt. <laughs> she makes him come on the belt. 
And then he leaves like, man, this was bad. This is a really bad idea. And he runs away. And then the Lord catches up to him in the woods. He's like, hey, anything weird happened back there? He's like, no. He's like, you're lying to me. Don't worry about it. And then, and then he goes to the Green Knight, finds him. He's going to cut his head off. He's like, I can't. I'm too scared. And he runs away. And then there's the next 10 minutes played out. And it's very obvious what's happening here. The next 10 minutes play out of it's Dev Patel living out his life in shame, basically, because he lied and tells people that he, you know, completed his quest, but he didn't. He becomes the king. He leads the nation into war. He leaves his girlfriend behind. His son dies. He marries this princess. Uh, the kingdom rises up and overthrows him. And the entire time he refused to take off this green belt. And then he finally does and his head falls off. And the idea was that because he wore the belt, it protected his head from falling off. And then it cuts back and he's with the green knight. And he realizes that his life would not be worth living in dishonor. And he removes oh, okay. the belt and says, now, now you can go. And the Green Knight says, oh, thanks for being honest. You're a knight now. Off with your head. That's how the movie ends. Is the Green Knight says, off with your head. And like, that. that's it. I don't think that's how the story it's ends. Not. It's not. Right. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't think that's how it ends. In, 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 the real, in the original story. Which I have. I think I still have that book in my <laughs> If I didn't yeah. give it in, away. In the original story, he wears the belt. The Green Knight tries to cut off his head. And it just leaves like a scratch. And then he says, I'm sorry, I was dishonest. I have this magic belt that prevents me from being killed. And he takes it off and the knight, the green knight goes, Haha, thank you for being honest. You have to wear that green sash as like your shame for lying and to let people know that lying's bad. He says, okay. And then everyone forgives him because they're like, you told us the truth. We'll all wear green belts to show how good being honest is. And also the Green Knight was the lord whose wife he fucked. Ah. In disguise. Yeah. The whole time. Did he not think that... And the wife he fucked was... Wasn't she... um, uh, Morgan Le Fay or whatever? The Merlin's accomplice? In the the movie, they mess around with a couple of things. Because, like, Gawain is not King Arthur's nephew in the original... But in right. um, in the movie, Morgana, who is, you know, like the antithesis to Arthur and Merlin, you know, like this witch, this pagan witch, is Gawain's mother and King Arthur's sister. And it's the battle going on between their different beliefs. You know, that's the shit that's being symbolized there. Whereas in the original story, Morgana was just the bad guy in a lot of the different stories. I don't think she was... I think she was actually King Arthur's sister in the original stories as well, but... Yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia now. It says that she was Arthur's stepsister. Yeah. There you go. That's going to be a porn if it hasn't already. Um, You just heard the term stepsister. Unfortunately. None of of the rest of that had anything to do with porn. Um, Did... Did you... Did he not think the Green Knight was magic? Did he not buy the whole... 
in a year i'll do whatever you yeah, do no, to me that was that was the, like he was obviously magic because there was a whole scene where he like before he spoke because he can speak he handed a letter to the queen king arthur's wife and then everything turned green and she spoke with this super deep demonic voice as the green knight was speaking through her and that's where you know he laid out the terms of this game of like whether you and what he's he phrases it as be it a scratch on the arm or a cut of the throat i will you have to let me return this blow to you and then why not just do that yeah exactly i'm like oh dev fatel should just like poke this dude in the arm but the green knight gets down on his knees and presents his neck and dev patel's like fine fuck you and cuts off his head like an idiot. Like a total fucking moron. <sighs> what could go wrong? So I Some weird Yahoo answer. Yeah. <laughs> Help, I cut off a magical knight's head and he survived and now in a year he's gonna I'm gonna have to go find him so he can cut off my head? What do I what do I do? Number one answer. Uh fuck me and take this belt. <laughs> You'll be good. <laughs> Is there a cum stain on the belt for the rest of the movie after he finishes on it? There was not a cum stain on the movie, but they did graphically show, like, his hands come up holding the belt and they're covered in cum. (laughs) (laughs) It was really not okay. (laughs) That is nightmarish. Fuck, okay. That does sound like a frustrating movie. Yeah. And what do I find there? My keys covered in my cum. Yo, magic I belt. Said, why would you put those there? Yo, magic belt covered in cum. My cum. You know, you know I've been having a problem with this. Why would you... Why would you do that? Oh, man. Um... I've I beat No More Heroes 3 um which is a game maybe on par with the Green Knight's weirdness uh except I actually enjoyed it and was down for all of it uh some of the highlights of the stuff I enjoyed include the game straight up does the thing from Beer Fest where after the character Landfill dies <laughs> His brother, who's played by the same actor in a cowboy hat, shows up and is like, I'd be honored to join your beer drinking team. And hey, you guys could call me Landfill if you're okay with it. Like, that's a fucking great moment. I don't remember much from Beer Fest, but that is the moment that I will always remember. Yeah, that's in this game. It's a unique resurrection method. Um,. Every major character in this game is over 30 and are pretty much who I want to be when I grow up. They're just hanging out in, I think, a converted long-stay hotel that they all just live in together. And, like, make bad movie podcasts and chain drink beer and they're rats who you want to be when you grow up. My fucking god, dude. I mean, you know what? When you grow up, you're 26. 
You have a podcast and multiple blogs. Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, you are fucking grown up. We are all grown up. Ryan is yeah. the youngest of us. Fairly significantly, he's grown up. <laughs> he's a goddamn adult. Uh, we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, that's who I want to be in my 30s. Just living my best life like these dudes are. Um, it doesn't sound <laughs> no, that like sounds fucking sad life. as shit. It sounds like it's intentionally sad as shit. They're dirtbags, <laughs> but they're happy. I don't know if you're taking away from this, but you should. <laughs> um, a character starts a cult because he saw the first Thor movie. The movie fucking yeah. sucked. Dude, Thor 1 is so trash. So is Captain America yeah, 1. Right. But, fair, like, but so Captain America of 1 all is the Marvel not movies. a good movie. Thor 1 is not a good movie, and it's fucking boring. Thor yeah. 2 Thor is worse. Thor 2 is just an atrocious... I've never it's seen awful. Thor 2. It's one of the worst movies I've ever fucking seen. And Thor is bad. Wow. Thor is a bad <laughs> movie. Thor 2 is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Jesus. I don't know if you've seen enough movies. I, I'm sure I haven't, but of, of the relatively shorter catalog of movies I've seen, <laughs> Thor 2 is in the top five bad. You've never seen God's Not Dead. <laughs> bad movie. We can do it for Halloween this year. We got we to gotta do it. Fuck yeah. We got to do it. It'll be great. Um, uh, why, why Thor specifically? So, as he described it, it's like, yeah, man. I saw a movie about a god who's super yoked and has this badass hammer. And that's made me really religious. Yeah. That's it. That's it? Yeah. Why not? A character kills themselves because they lose a game of musical chairs. Out. Well. Done. I mean, did they... Was that promised? Like whoever loses, commits suicide. No, 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 oh, no, no setup. Really no Green Knight esque setup. No. They were just upset. They were very upset. They were the best musical chairs player in the galaxy, and then they lost. It's hard. Damn. There's an area called Neo Brazil, and I can't tell if it's a mostly empty space as a commentary on how fascism's rise in Brazil is going to erode both the country's culture and resources, or if that's just a cool name and this game was made on a very limited budget. I like not knowing, I think. Uh, one of the only coherent messages in this game is that corporations suck, which... I know that's not really controversial to say anymore, but also like we have billion, we have people worshiping billionaires, so I'm fine with that being the prominent theme. Um, this is also the least a little something for everyone game I have ever played, and know that you, Ryan, would hate it specifically. I've seen the screen caps. I yes, I can almost guarantee I would not enjoy this game. There. It it decanonizes the ending of a previous game, like, immediately and without explanation. <laughs> um, and then also, I'm not going to spoil what the final fight of the game is, because it Why came not? out a week ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I but thought you meant it, for us specifically. Yeah. It's... It, it turns into a video game that Ryan is on the record as hating. 
Death Stranding? Yeah, I can only think of, like, one. All right. It's not Death Stranding, but, yeah, no. Not for you, Ryan. Does it turn into Con- Crusader Kings 2? Yeah. <laughs> nope. And I didn't hate Crusader Kings 2. I just thought it was, like, literally, I don't know how you start playing that game. Mm-hmm. Um... What's a game I'm on the record as hating? Other than, yeah, Death Stranding. But I haven't played it, so even that, like, yeah. does it really count? Last of Us 2? I didn't hate that. It does not turn into The Last of Us 2. I don't know yeah, how... I don't know how that game turns into Last yeah. of Us 2. Just say it. Just say the And game. then all of a sudden, the main character is a is a teenage lesbian who, <laughs> whose father figure gets brutally murdered, even though he was everyone's favorite character from the first game. Anyway, what? The last... It turns into a Super Smash Bros. fight with no prompting. Spoilers. Yeah, not a fan. No. I do kind of like people watching some people play it, though. It fucking galaxy brain on some of that stuff. Smash YouTubers can be kind of fun. Right. Um, So. Yeah. This is one of the greatest games ever made. This is certainly (sighs) going to be in my top ten. I... Literally, we'll put it on the list. Yeah. Guaranteed. Because it's fucking an actual original game. With no strings whatsoever. No! I've decided not to buy the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima, by the way. And just I'll just Mm. play the game and be content with having, like, two games on my list. I'm going to be content with having zero, man. Um, what about uh, Overcooked All You Can Eat? Because oh. me and Angel are absolutely downloading that tomorrow when it comes out for free as PlayStation Plus. Oh, we're all going to play Alien Team or Alien Team Firestorm, whatever the fuck it's called. No, I thought it was Alien Hunting oh, Grounds. Oh, Predator Hunting Grounds. That game did not. Predator I got the, grounds, those yeah. two games mixed up. And Predator Hunting Grounds yeah, no, did I not wanted come to play... out this year. So, Yeah, I wanted to play Predator Hunting okay. Grounds. That was the one that... Look like it could be a fun dick around since it's all free game. Yeah. Mm. Did not come out this year, so that's not going on the list. Yeah. yeah but Overcooked All You Can Eat, though, which is just Overcooked 1 plus Overcooked 2 uh, remastered. That is a lot to 4K. eat. Yeah. Mm. 120 playable characters. It's not going on the phone. I was going to say, wait, yeah, <laughs> like, hold on. It's just two old no. games. In 4K. Uh, But yeah, no, I absolutely adore this small, stylish, kind of shitty game. It's great. It It is the good version of what Andrew said before, where this sets out to do exactly what... This accomplishes exactly what it sets out to do. And I love it. Ryan, what have you checked out? Um, still watching Evil, Ooh. which is a fun show about Catholic investigators deciding whether or not phenomenon is like religious or has like a explanation in the real world and likes to toe the line. Basically, the entire series between like, is this shit all real or is this just a weird thing going on? Uh, it's been kind of fun. In the most recent episode, the main character's husband arrives home after being gone for months 
and she gags him with gags that she got at a monastery because they had to wear them while they were sleeping so that they didn't accidentally make a noise because it was a silent monastery. She gags him with one of those gags and then puts a, a rat mask on him and then puts a tiger mask on herself and then they just fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Fucking rad. Good for them. I mean, they're both they're consenting, right? For it. <laughs> yes. I don't think the husband signed up for <laughs> all the shit going on. It, uh, it escalated quickly. You know what? This scene probably should have been planned out a little more between the two of them, but, uh, hmm. Okay. You know what? Good for them. Good for them trying some new stuff. And it's kind of like a sign of her potentially being a demon. So. A guy bagged a demon. Good for him. No, the main character is the woman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows. No, the main character of the entire season, uh, series may or may not just, like, be possessed by a demon this BDSM season. BDSM sex oh, is a sign okay. of being possessed by Satan. The S stands for Satan. Ah. Yeah. So, you know, just your standard drama. Watch Quiet Place Part 2. And one. Oh, would you? How <laughs> weird to say, just two. Uh, how does the first one stand the test of time, and does the second one live up to that? Yeah, I think they're both solid okay. movies. I didn't think they were like blew me away. I did not see them in theaters, so I think that would have probably added a little bit extra. It was one of those movies where I really think that's probably the ideal watching experience. But first one was definitely like a solid movie, and the second one delivered on. The premise of the first. Rad. It was pretty chill. Glad that premise didn't wear thin for you. Yeah. Hmm. So they're they're tight fucking movies, man. They are an hour and a half on the fucking Ooh, dot. Love it. And you are you are moving. There is very little of that like horror movie bullshit where they where they let you have a breath, you know, and you're just like, oh okay. I get- they're safe for now, and they all just kind of go, whoa, that shit was crazy before it really kicks off. Pretty much once you get about half an hour in and the premise is set, it's just go time. Like it's the rest of the movie is solid. I guess by design, they can't really meander with dialogue, huh? <laughs> nah, the second movie, they, they definitely deviated a little bit. Uh-oh. There was a, a blast furnace at like a mill or something that they could like lock themselves inside of. And they could have just full volume conversations. And then even when they got out of the furnace, they were still buried underneath, quote unquote, three feet of concrete. So unless the creatures were like right above them, they wouldn't be able to hear them or whatever. So then they would still have like whisper combos. Hmm. But yeah, they, they got away with a lot more dialogue in this one than the last one. Okay. Hmm. But it kind of necessitated because the plot was a little bit more like hierarching than just a family desperately trying to survive these horrifying monsters that if they hear you will kill you it's now like uh, a family desperately trying to survive after the events of the first movie leave them distraught uh, and then they go to try to save everyone in the area by broadcasting a frequency throughout a radio tower to you know blind the monsters basically oh so the monster okay 
Yeah. They weaponize sand they, they, against they, the they monster. They go like that okay. next yeah. level. Yeah. And there's going to be a part three. So I'm mm. assuming part three is going to be even more like they start taking back territory by systematically slaughtering these monsters and expanding the reach of it's their It's like the difference between so can... alien and aliens. It, yeah. That shit. Except for the stakes aren't really higher. They don't like have now more monsters. And in the in the pre preview paragraph or whatever the the synopsis paragraph that they give you um it said like and they quickly discover that there's more to fear than just those sound creatures and like implying that you know there's like people that are really bad that are gonna kill them the bad people were on screen for like literally two minutes (laughs) and they were dealt with pretty quickly so yeah no still primarily the big thing they got to worry about is these indestructible monsters that at the slightest sound will come in murder the real home. monsters are people um no <laughs> i'm sorry have you seen the weird sound spider things those are the yeah. real monsters you stupid son of a bitch those things that took down the u.s military somehow and i'm still blurry on how they fucking did that like i just don't know what they would do against a literal like m1 abrams tank like i just yeah, they're really strong, but like, are they gonna kill the things inside there? I don't know. I know realistically in the third movie, it's gonna be some weird screeching sound effect that kills the monsters. I want to imagine it's not that the third movie. That's that's the first yeah. two. Oh. Their their weakness is hearing aids. I want I want to imagine a world where people are just running around playing the first five seconds of the Undertale meme song, and then these things are just dying. It's basically what it is, but yeah, not the Undertale theme song, just a a jerry rigged hearing aid that doesn't work. Oh, that somehow just happened to have the exact right frequency to make their heads just go all fucky, and then you can shoot them like a watermelon. I, you know, I'd call shenanigans if we didn't just happen upon penicillin or similar stuff happening in the course of human history yeah or the aliens in signs being allergic to water (laughs) (laughs) just normal water like they didn't even bother to say like ooh, yeah he liked to gargle with salt water and so it's salt water that's been no just any water and they're just fucking dunzo like it's game over for them um I, I read something that John Krasinski said about, like, someone asked him, like, oh, what are these creatures? Like, where do they come from? And he's like, well, they're from a planet without a sun. So they don't, they don't see, so they evolved to have no eyes. And also gravity's really high, so that's why they're strong and their bones are dense and they're fucking just kicking the shit out of things. How'd they get to Earth? Meteorite. Wait, like, did they, like, hop on a meteorite and from their <laughs> planet as it came by? Oh, and... The meteorite uh, s- skewed off their planet. And just scraped just them perfectly. Up. <laughs> yeah, scraped up a few of them. And then somehow they don't need air, so they just flew through space for a while, like, Millions fucking of making years, more monsters. Yeah. yeah, and then they just crashed into earth you're gonna have to watch like skipped off right at the perfect angle you're gonna have to watch the third movie to find out seacrest no they show you what happened yeah in the second movie they all 
came via meteorite. <laughs> that's that's what we know. Uh, but it's not just one meteorite. It's for sure like multiple meteorites. Oh my god. So, or maybe the meteorite split up and it was a comet or something that split up. I don't know what makes a meteorite versus a meteor versus a comet. I used to know at one point. Um, lost comets are mostly like ice and nitrogen. So as they fly through space, it evaporates and burns off, leaving a trail. And meteorites are just and rock. And meteors are just big meteorites. Uh, I, I forget which one's bigger and which one's smaller. I feel like meteor has to be bigger than meteorite. I thought it was whether or not it had hit anything. That was the difference. Maybe ma- maybe I'm misremembering Magic School Bus. I mean, I feel like the it ending insinuates uh, oh no. that it's like um, a broken up version me- of a meteors hole. are really tiny. Me- oh, meteors no. break up in an atmosphere. Meteorites hit. What's an asteroid then? <laughs> a video game. Oh, an asteroid is something that's like orbiting something orbiting the yeah. sun well, i thought that was a satellite yeah, whatever the asteroids well belt. i mean like a, an asteroid is basically a meteor that is not flying through space it's okay it's on a path it spins around it is flying i mean space. Uh, okay whatever and we are on a path to talking about the suicide squad in the group chat hell yeah Andrew, what'd you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. The more the more I think about the movie, the more I like it. I think watching the movie, it was so absolutely traumatizing with the level of violence and gore that was being displayed that it kind of like took me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember before we watched it, Jade saw a trailer for some movie, I don't remember, and she said, I think there's a trend in movies right now where there's just a lot of senseless violence for the sake of violence because they don't know how to make a good movie, so they just put in a bunch of fight scenes and violence to like make that the entire concept. And then we watched The Suicide Squad. And she was like, that was good, but holy fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm desensitized completely, apparently. Right? I literally didn't even notice. I- I thought I was completely desensitized. I've seen, you know, other shit in movies and video games that didn't affect me very much. This affected me. I've had you have similar takes before on this podcast where me and Lucas are like, oh, was that a thing? Eh. And you're just like, dude, that was fucked. I don't think you're quite desensitized. Okay, maybe I'm just a little bitch baby. <laughs> maybe if I baby, see a man die at my healthy. feet, I'll feel something yeah. probably a healthy human being i'd argue i mean there, in comparison i mean there is a criticism to be made of this movie for despite its genuinely positive message boy do a lot of what are implied to be central or latin american people die in it but yeah mm-hmm. i enjoyed it a good movie south american actually south american they're off they're an island nation off the coast of south america that's right um, for can we talk about the fucking uh, yeah. <laughs> vigil or not vigil uh, revolutionary? Yeah, that GMC. was that was fucking brutal. And I knew as soon as it so started, good, like you as the audience know, these people are not the military. I didn't know. Right oh, away. really? I, for me, it got me. Maybe the dude taking a bath 
was when I was 100% like, wait. There's just the woman washing <laughs> the dishes while singing. And that the peacemaker was later, just shoots yeah. her with a fucking dart. Kills her. There's just an injured man on a table and <laughs> Peacemaker just... Stabs as he stab, walks stab, along. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> um, and they're competing. Uh, they're competing to see who can murder these yeah. innocent people cooler in, in cool ways. <laughs> and even fucking... Nobody likes a show-off. They do if you're showing off cool shit. Fuck, that's true. That's true. Yeah, he can't even help himself. It's totally right. I the oh god the introduction of Peacemaker as the exact yeah. same thing. <laughs> Are you as, having a laugh? Oh god, what's his name? Not Killshot. Is it Killshot? What's his name? What? Blood, Not Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yeah. Bloodsport. Uh-huh. There you go. It's been a minute. Yeah. Idris Elba. Um. Yeah. No. This movie like. I think this is a win that DC has over the MCU right now. They're playing it fast and loose with comic book tropes and kind of making fun of it. And I love that. I love that they're just acknowledging. Yeah, no. So a lot of bad guys in these stories are just strong dudes with guns. We're going to lean into that. Mm -hmm. Literally. Because like Bloodsport only came in because Deadshot didn't want to be in the movie anymore. Refused to be in it. Yeah. yeah. So they just got a different contract killer gun guy and then hired yeah, another like, contract killer gun like, guy. Oh man, how are we ever going to replace dude with gun? I guess with <laughs> other dude with gun. Wait. I'm sensing the trend here. <laughs> um yeah. Andrew, did we spoil Weasel for you or did you see that online beforehand or was that fresh? What? That like he was like the character of Weasel. Yes. That horrifying yeah, no, monster. that was in the trailers. Um, really? Uh, all of, all of the characters yeah, that trailers. die in the first, spoiler alert, that die in the first yeah. 10 minutes of the movie are in the trailers as their own characters. And my thought going into the movie was I thought it was going to be like a two hour long movie where like every five to 10 minutes another one of them dies because there were uh-huh. so many characters in in the trailers and i thought it would be just oh there goes another one another one fucking died there's and then at the end there'd be three or four people left which is what happened yeah but it's just most of them died immediately they front on average yeah probably one every five minutes but if you're looking at it yeah no if you look at the heat of the frequency of of them dying yeah it's it's all the first it is dark red in the first 10 minutes and then a couple sprinkled throughout right bringing in what's his name is it michael rooker yeah Yeah, michael rooker right bringing him in as the grizzled i don't give a fuck sentence that's the whole point yeah like the dude the fucking grizzled ass badass dude and then just having him fucking panic and abandon mission immediately like he was you thought he was gonna be the the survivor <laughs> nah i mean like fuck this yeah how how would you respond if you watched a man's arms detached from his body get riddled with bullets and then he can he's, he's still feeling it it's nathan yeah. fillion oh also <laughs> they got fucking nathan fillion to be an arms detached he apparently kid. survived yeah, oh, really? James I missed that. James Gunn said like in in like a watch party thing like you yeah, know he survived. 
like his his thing was not like reddit out and then they're like why did oh, okay. he survive like maybe there's a tv show with peacemaker coming out and there yeah, is a TV show but peacemaker, yeah. his implication there was that tdk might be in it good for nathan filling and getting more work yeah my favorite was flew the fucking board yeah i was just like they're just youtubers are now like in this this is wild like i guess i know he's been in movies and stuff but and, he, and he's like playing a not insignificant role in the plot like giving harley quinn the fucking javelin the boomerang guy dying in that kind of surprised me yeah captain boomerang because yeah. he was in he was the only other one besides harley quinn to return from the last movie not right. that he oh, was a real character with any sort of depth but like any character in the last movie yeah. um no you gotta set the you, you gotta establish stakes getting the mainstay out one way to do it I mean, and Rick Flag though. Rick Flag was. In but the he movie. was definitely uh, a different character in this movie. Like he was just not, yeah. not the same guy. Different character, but definitely like the same canon. Yeah, like, he's I, the he soldier dude. On that yeah, squad. who's in charge of the Suicide Squad, but. But there wasn't Katana there to protect Katana him. Kat- so that's why. <laughs> that's why Peacemaker was able to kill him because Katana couldn't cut Peacemaker in half with the sword, and then trap his soul. <laughs> I the we- <laughs> weasel drowning got me. Yeah, the we- like that. No one check if the weasel could. The swim. weasel is dead. I repeat, the weasel's dead. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a bad start. Uh, yeah. Um, shout out to my boy Milton. Yeah. Who like? I don't know if everyone was like me, but like I just. When he yeah, entered into yeah, exactly. what is it called? Sovngarde, whatever the, yeah, the building Judenheim. was with them. I was like, wait, what's he still <laughs> the bus driver guy? Why is he the still dude with who them? was visibly shaken by everything going on? He just walk in with the other superheroes up to the <laughs> thing. Like, why the fuck is he there? And also, yeah, I don't think they no ever said his name. It. Oh no, wait, they did say Milton. Yeah, they say Milton, and then there's the whole bit with like Milton's dead. That. Who? Milton was still with Milton? Them. Milton's been here the whole time! Why the fuck was Milton Wait, who here? Who is Milton? He's been out Who is Milton? Milton! He's been with us the whole time! Pretty sure I would have remembered a guy named Milton. That's not, not a very common name. Oh, that Milton! Oh, Shit. no, Milton! Uh, <laughs> fucking Nanue and his, like, his new friends <laughs> who then just instantly turn on him like, ah! new dumb friends god king, uh, king shark was honestly he was so <laughs> fucking good and he's just like i'll wear a disguise well how would you disguise fake mustache just so good sitting in the truck crying because he's oh he's so sad he's all alone and they're having a good time he's like i'm a fucking shark person i can't go anywhere Oh. oh, I feel like that's got to be a reference to Killer Croc or whatever, right? Where they're just like, and then there's just this awful humanoid creature that no one would ever like interact with mm. because what the fuck? King Shark's been getting a lot of mileage in the DC uh, DC Extended Universe as of late, and I'm down for it. Um, yep. Go get that man doing his best. Oh. Going out like an OG, and honestly, probably for the best. 
Nah, he was he was totally. Yeah, I know that was the happiest he's ever been in his whole life. <laughs> he peaked. He's never gonna get back to that point. It is actually fitting that he gets instantly murdered right after. Going out on the court, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, man, like, ah, uh, I. Pe- people that kill themselves, like they're missing out on all these future good things that could happen to them, and he doesn't have anything. No. Nothing good is ever going to happen to him after this moment. <laughs> that was the only time that he could die. <laughs> That's your fucking mom. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dude, I I got pretty close to tearing up when uh, Rat Ratcatcher two, uh, like when they actually got into her backstory. Mm-hmm. Right. With Taika Waititi. I was surprised. Uh, yeah, good cameo. At how easily they were able to 